And time for this week's letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Leung Kwok Hong from the League of Social Democrats. The following program is a personal view program. Hello, everyone. May is an eventful month full of important historical meanings. Just last week, during a May Day memorial, I shouted slogans in the face of C.Y. Leung, the host. They were workers need standard working hours, senior citizens need provident fund, and Hong Kong needs genuine universal suffrage. The guests celebrated, but I am sure they didn't have a clue what they were toasting for. The host chief executive gave a speech, but I wonder why he didn't say a word about the origin of May Day. It is just like a funeral speech without telling the life of the deceased. Wouldn't you feel strange? But FECE every year did the same. I'm sure it is not because they don't know. They just chose to forget. How else would they feel at ease facing the true historical meaning? The May 1st International Labor Day grew out of a labor movement in the middle of the 20th century in the West. People were fighting for an eight-hour working day to show an international solidarity. Workers from Austria to Australia, with those in the UK and the US, held a general strike on the same day, demanding to work eight hours, rest for eight hours, and have leisure for eight hours. On the 4th of May, 1886, workers in Chicago held a peaceful demonstration in the Haymarket to remember their fellow men killed a day before. Again, they were brutally attacked by the police. There were casualties on both sides, but seven labor leaders were sentenced to death. This sparked a worldwide protest. And in 1889, the Second International pronounced the 1st of May to be the International Labor Day. It called on laborers all over the world to strike on this day to fight for the eight hours working day. Ironically, over a century later, workers in Hong Kong still cannot enjoy the benefit of an eight-hour standard working day nor a five-day working week. We have to work up to 50 hours a week on average, which is the longest among developed economies. Without a cap on maximum working hours, most were degraded to cheap laborers, forced to work overtime without reasonable pay. Moreover, unlike other countries, those who are forced to long working hours and fall sick or even die suddenly do not have the right to claim compensations from their employers. Yes, we have factory minimum wage since 2011, but it is shamefully low. It started at $28 an hour, and even now it is only $34.50. Our disgraceful statutory minimum wage was commenced on May the 1st, the very day we caught the Labor Day. How sarcastic. Worker facing no income and long working hours find it hard to make ends meet. At the end, they are left with little else to save for retirement for themselves and their maids. The meager mandatory provision fund offers little help. Once they step down from production lines, they fall into poverty rapidly. 
housewives excluded from the fund are the poorest among the poor. Elderly women collecting, elderly women who are collecting cardboard paper on the street, a daily reminder of their plight. There's no doubt that senior citizens in Hong Kong need universal provision scheme. For the last five years, I fought for this cause, filibustering in the Legislative Council, year after year. The scheme was denied by the government with rubber stamps in hand. In this month of May, I must apologize for my failure. In 2014, during the Umbrella Movement, C.Y. Leung said, Hong Kong cannot have universal suffrage. He said, we must screen the candidates. If we allow low-income voters, those monthly income lower than $14,000 to vote for CE, there will be a policy bias towards the poor, he said. I do not wonder why, as a legislator, I got thrown out every time I demonstrate to CEs. After all, this is the last chapter of Animal Farm by George Orwell. Familiar? Long hair. The 7th of May, 2017.